you're getting a bonus episode of Women Taking the Lead with Katie Clark. If you go back to why you're there and that mission statement that you've crafted and that aspiration you have for whatever it is that that big next big step is, it puts it that in the bigger context of I'm here to do this to then advance my brand or further my career. And that can be very grounding and really help you focus. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Okay, ladies, let's admit it. We care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use. Why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products, especially the ones we put inside our bodies? Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. They started their company with a simple and seemingly obvious idea. Women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to their feminine care products. Lola products are 100% natural and 100% easy to feel good about. Unlike major brands, Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their products. No BS, no mystery fibers, no more doubts about what's going into your body. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription, so you'll never need to make another frantic trip to the drugstore. Lola will deliver exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. I've already received a shipment, and I love it. I've said on here before, I'm a huge fan of the subscription model, and I love the Lola brand. The tampons were in a cute and modern little box, and the inside cover said, this too shall pass, and until it does, we're here for you. I laughed out loud when I opened the box. To try out Lola and get 60% off your first order, visit mylola.com, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A.com, and enter promo code LEAD when you subscribe. Now, Katie and I are picking up this conversation right where we left off from the bonus episode from last week. We talked about what personal branding is and why it's important. We discussed a mission statement and an elevator pitch. So in this conversation, you're going to hear Katie refer back to the mission statement that we talked about and the elevator pitch that we talked about. So if you missed that episode, go back to the episode titled bonus episode, why you want to develop your personal brand to get that conversation in first. Now in this episode, Katie and I covered a few more topics, namely blending your personality into your personal brand, coming out from behind your business brand, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you have a business brand that you probably automatically go into, so how do you relax and get into your personal brand, what it means to be authentic, and then how to be your authentic self on video, in front of a large group, or on social media. This is good stuff, so let's get to it. Okay, and now with personal branding, there's also a component of personality. You have to make sure your personality is a part of it. So what popped into my mind just now was, yes, elevator pitches and people, ugh, you know, they seem so dry <laughs> and so formal. And so like sometimes it's so, it feels so yucky, you know, doing all of that. 
But if you're part of your personality is you're a humorous person, like this needs to be a, a blending of your personal brand. So what advice do you give to people in terms of like their personality and how much and is sometimes, you know, can it be too much? Oh, you know what? And I think a lot of that can come from the work that you're doing both introspectively and when you're asking people how they would describe you. Because that can be very telling if they're saying too talkative, <laughs> too, too, too in your face, <laughs> overbearing. Like if anything negative is coming up, you really need to listen to that and that's stuff that you can work on. Um, so I think that's really important to, to think about. But then on the flip side, I think you want to be authentic and you want to put your, again, authentic self out there so people know who you are and sort of what you're all about. And I think, you know, you and I had talked before about your 100% Jody episodes and how that's really putting your authentic self out there. And it's really great. I, you know, I love them. <laughs> so I think when you see that, the more you see authenticity and you more, you see more of, you know, the people behind the brand, that's what really entices people to have that relationship with you. Because sure, you know, we're in business and you're engaging with other businesses, but we're all human behind that. And getting that glimpse of what your personality might be like is really helpful in determining kind of who you want to work with and who might want to work with you. So you absolutely want to be authentic and put that authentic self forward, you know, in writing as you had mentioned, like in the visuals, like the headshots and in your social media. Yes. And you know, when the word you say the word authenticity, because that is becoming a buzzword. So I, I want to break that down a little bit because I think a lot of people hear that word and they're like, well, what does it mean to be authentic? You know, in, in that regards. And for me, it, ha it has two layers almost and, and definitely add to it. If you have more thoughts on it too, Katie, that, you know, I know for myself, I'm being authentic when one of two things are going on. It's either so natural and easy for me to say and do. It's just a part of who I am. So I know I'm being authentic in that case. I didn't have to overthink it. I didn't have to pump myself up for it. I'm not trying to be, you know, cute or clever unless I am cute and clever, which I am both. But anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do. And then on the flip side of it, it's also sometimes it's not comfortable to be authentic, but it's authentic when it's important. Like sometimes being authentic looks a little uncomfortable, but you know in your heart of hearts or in your gut that it needs to be shared because it's the truth. Um, so for so for me and in, in my own personal you know um, experiment of one, that for me is authenticity. I love that. I mean, I think that's so important to you know that it's as you had said, so natural to say or do. That's feeling great. It's feeling, you know, you're feeling good in your own skin. And then, as you had said, when it gets a little harder, but it's important and you know it needs to be done, like that's, you're sitting in that right place. Mm -hmm. I think when you think about what you're putting forward, because part of, part of personal branding, too, is spreading the word right? It's spreading the word about who you are and who your what your brand is, what you've curated and cultivated. And again, sharing with the world your authentic self can kind of be scary. But think about it this way. You know, I talk to people about writing 
And sometimes you see writing that's very stilted and very professional and very formal. And depending on the the sort of the venue and what that's for, that that may need to be what it is. But if someone's talking about their own personal brand, I tell them, okay, put away the notebook and the pen and the paper and just talk to me. And that's a really good exercise. Like, how would you describe yourself in words? Okay, well, then that's what you put on paper. Sometimes you record yourself doing that. Or when you think about visuals, you know, as you had mentioned before, is it very buttoned up and stiff? Um, Maybe depending on the industry that you want to be in or to attract. But if that's not you, then don't do that. You know, create an online image and an in-person image that is more authentically, there's that word again, you. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have, for instance, and this is a one of those presenting yourself in person things, you know, you might have a signature accessory. You know, a signature piece or an accessory can really help make you memorable and can be a conversation starter. Um, I have a fun necklace that says Twitterati on it. (laughs) And whenever I wear that, people always stop me and ask me more and why I have that and all of that. And it's just by wearing a simple piece of jewelry. Um, Because those those impressions matter, whether they're online or in person. So you want to make sure that that reflects the true you. I love what you're saying about, you know, bringing the natural self forward, just have a conversation first before you write everything down. Now, here's another place that I know people get tripped up. They can be themselves if it's in conversation with one other person or a small group, but the moment they feel like the spotlight is on them, they freeze up. So, It's easy for them to share themselves and their own personal mission and their values if they're just chatting with somebody, but say they had to do that in front of a video. And this goes is especially true for entrepreneurs who have to do like a video for their website and then they feel themselves freezing up or they have to, you know, be posting regularly on Facebook or tweeting out or doing LinkedIn. And then they get tripped up because it starts to feel canned. What do you recommend in those situations? Well, and there's a couple different situations that you mentioned. You mentioned sort of an in-person spotlight, right? You mentioned video, and then you mentioned potentially social media content. So let me tackle those maybe in that order. And I think a lot of it takes practice. You know, none of this is easy, and it's very introspective, and not a lot of people like to do that kind of work sometimes, um, unless you're a glutton for punishment like I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I like to work on resumes. and, and work like this. But when you think about the in-person thing first, it can take practice. And the best way to do this is get into more situations where you are sharing. And as you had said, when these folks are one-on-one or in small groups, they're fine. It's just when the spotlight is thrown on them that they might freeze up a little bit. So again, that takes practice. If the end goal in the mission statement is to be you know, speaking in front of hundreds of people, then start smaller, you know, start with the one-on-ones, then move to small groups, but then move to bigger groups. If you're part of a business organization in your city, like there's an opportunity. Toastmasters is an opportunity. You know, seek out those opportunities that might make you slightly uncomfortable, but are great practice. So then that inches you towards that, that big spotlight. 
But if nothing else, you've done that internal work, you've written a lot of the stuff down. So actually, you're going to have it in your brain too. even think about that elevator pitch formula. You'll have enough of that in your brain that that can actually switch on. And if nothing else, you've got it a little bit rote in your brain and can just start spitting it out, even if it's not comfortable. But my sort of wise counsel on that is put yourself in situations where you're able to practice that more. For video, same thing. Video is not easy for anyone. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for anyone. When that camera turns on, it can make anyone freeze. One of the best pieces of advice for that is to focus on the person behind the camera. So you're not looking into that red dot and freaking out necessarily. You're either, you know, focusing on the camera person or hopefully you have someone in that video session with you behind the camera who you can focus on. Often if there's an interview, it's in that format. The camera might be on you. Ignore the camera. Focus on the person and have that conversation and you'll end up forgetting, hopefully, that the camera's there. For social content, really think about, because social is meant to be social. It's meant to be fun, even if you're doing it for business. Uh, That's one of those aspects of social media and social media strategy, is it's not just a constant megaphone of sales stuff. It's meant to be fun and interactive. So when you're going through that exercise, and in terms of trying to not make it too canned, Verbally say it. I mean, if you're sharing an office with five other people, like go out in the hallway and do this. <laughs> but if you're able to do that, say it out loud because your ear will be able to hear if it sounds really stilted and canned. And then, yeah, think about how you would say it. You know, and I, what I was thinking about that um, piece you said earlier about really reflecting on what do you want to be known for? What do you want other people to be saying about you? Reminding yourself of that before you get on a video or do social media or have the spotlight put on you can help you really focus on generating those qualities. Not even generating, like we said before, amplifying those qualities that you already have. Yeah, and absolutely. And it's going to really be grounding for you. Right. Because in the moment you can get a little panicky and you can get a little scared of, oh, my gosh, I have to talk to a video. If you go back to why you're there and that mission statement that you've crafted and that aspiration you have for whatever it is that that big next big step is, it puts it that in that bigger context of I'm here to do this to then advance my brand or further my career. And that can be very grounding and really help you focus. And I also want to point out that, you know, for those of you listening, you know, even if you're not an entrepreneur, this, this is, this also applies to doing presentations. You know, if you're in a corporate environment, you're probably doing presentations, running team meetings, all of that. You want your personal brand to be a part of that. And also, if you're ambitious, then you're probably looking for um, outlets, media outlets to write for, to showcase your expertise, not just for your company, but for the brand of you. Um, You want to make sure that your personal brand is a part of your writing as well. Anything you want to say also about that, Katie? Because I know this is this is where you shine. Well, there's a couple things I would say, and because something you just said reminded me of something I wanted to make sure that we share is 
when you, and this, and then I'll get back to the writing piece, but when you think about your personal brand and you've got some imagery and you've got, you know, a new headshot maybe, or a new description or a mission statement, make sure then that that is following through all of the different platforms that you're on. So, you know, make sure that that, that kind of wording and that imagery is on LinkedIn. And then if you have a Facebook um, page for your company or for you as a business, you know, make sure it flows through that and to Twitter and to Instagram and all of the other things. <laughs> make sure that that personal brand, just like a company's brand, is consistent, right? So then when people think of you, they know no matter how they get in contact with you or where they might find you online or even in person, that that brand flows across everything. I think that's important to remember once you, as you're doing all of this work. Um, and then with the writing piece, I think it's just so important, as you and I have been talking about, and we'll use the authentic word again, but it's that practice of... And again, a lot of it is speaking the words too, and that's a good practice to get into, is if you want to have a very consistent brand voice, the easiest way to sort of to, to sit into that is to use your verbal words. And oftentimes a great way to practice this and to do this is find and on your phone, there's all kinds of apps for this, and there's all kinds of apps for your computer find a dictation software. And what I've found really works well when I'm writing blog posts or content pieces, you know, they're going to come to you in the shower and various other different crazy places. I grab my phone, I hit that app and I just start talking. And it might not be perfect and it certainly won't be perfect, but I can go back and edit it later. But that's really helpful to get what your voice is because if you start sometimes with the writing, that's where people get stuck. You're faced with this blank page and it gets very formal, very fast. So that's a good exercise to do to make sure that that writing style really is in your conversational tone. Because as you're trying to get more media outlets to pick that up, etc., like you're going to want a very uh, personal tone unless you're writing for something very, very business-like where it has to be ultra formal. But I think that that's, you know, few and far between. Yeah. Katie, what software do you use? I'll share mine so that people have some options. You know what? I have, so I have an Android phone and I have what's called like the talk type keyboard. And there's just a little icon that instead of typing in by, like, by texting, I just hit the little microphone and that's all I use. So it's the keyboard that I use on my Android phone. That's awesome. I have an iPhone and I use Evernote. Same thing. I just hit the microphone icon. It beeps and I just talk till it shuts me down. And then I just hit the microphone again. <laughs> right. Well, yes. you know, and as I said before, it's not perfect. And, and I want to make sure everyone understands like this has been trial and error over a number of years to sort of learn these practices and cultivate these practices. But I've definitely seen when I think of structure and I think of A-B testing, you know, I've looked at blog posts and content pieces that I've written and ones that I've written started by typing and ones that have been written started by me speaking. And the ones that start with me speaking, which I then have, like, then I transcribe uh, through that lovely little app, seem to get more eyeballs and more shares. So there's something to that. 
Right, because you're actually speaking in your own voice, or writing, I should say, in your own voice, and that makes a difference. It does, and then if people come and hear you speak or at a presentation at your business, they're hearing that same thing, and they're sort of putting, you know, two and two together and saying, oh, you know, she speaks or he, he speaks like he writes. So it's all coming, you know, it all comes together in that way where that personal brand and that, you know, how you present yourself flows across all the different mediums. Oh my God, such good stuff. So in the last bonus episode, Katie shared why personal branding is so important. In this episode, she covered how to amplify your personal brand. And in the next episode, Katie is sharing tips and tricks for being visible online. So stay tuned for that. If you have any questions on personal branding that has not gotten covered in these episodes, I may be able to coax Katie back on to answer them for a Q&A episode. You can send your questions to me at Jodi, J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com, or you can send me a message through Voxer. Voxer is an app for your phone that allows you to send texts and voice messages. If you send me a message, you will hear your voice on a future episode. I'm easy to find on Voxer as Jody Flynn, J-O-D-I-F-L-Y-N-N, or jflynn74. Lastly, if you are getting a lot out of these episodes, please share them with a friend. I love when I see you guys sharing these episodes on social media, and there is something powerful when we tell one person, I thought of you while I was listening to this. Let me show you how to find it. As always, I appreciate you for your support of me, of this podcast, and of each other. Thank you all for joining me, and here's to your success. Before we say goodbye, I want to give a huge shout out to Millie Welsh at ZebraLab Web Solutions. She does the hosting for the Women Taking the Lead website, as well as the SEO and payment solutions. So if you need help with any of these things, contact Millie at ZebraLabWebSolutions.com. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.